the people at this point are in shock. They're walking around just looking lost. Sandy Bender and her husband Chuck are in Nice, France. They're ministering to people impacted by the recent terrorist attack there. Sandy and Chuck are chaplains with the Billy Graham Rapid Response Team. For God to pick a knucklehead like me and to use a knucklehead like me to go and share the love of Christ to someone who's hurting, excuse me, it's an honor and it's a privilege, and I'm humbled. When grief has paralyzed my heart, his grip holds Chuck and Sandy Bender are our guests on this episode of GPS, God, People, Stories. I'm Jim Kirkland. And I'm Phil Fleischman. Nice isn't the only place where chaplains from the Billy Graham Rapid Response Team have been ministering recently. You can learn more about the work of the Rapid Response Team, even how you can be involved with that work. Just go to BillyGrahamRadio.org and click on What We Do at the top of the page. Right now, let's hear firsthand what they do from Chuck and Sandy Bender. GPS. God. People. Stories. On Thursday, July 14th, a terrorist drove a 20-ton truck through a crowd of people celebrating Bastille Day in Nice, France. 84 were killed and more than 300 were injured. Within just a couple of days of the attack, chaplains from the Billy Graham Rapid Response Team were on their way to Nice. Two of those chaplains are Chuck and Sandy Bender, and they're on the phone from Nice right now. Chuck, we appreciate you and Sandy taking time to talk with us. Well, thanks, Phil. Thanks for calling us and giving us the opportunity to share what we're doing here in Nice. Yeah, the Rapid Response Team sends chaplains like you, Chuck and Sandy, to all sorts of disasters. So first, in general, what do you do on these deployments? Well, what we do is we provide emotional and spiritual care to people after a disaster. And that's what we want to do is to share and show the love of Christ in situations like this where people are hurting. We want to mourn with them. Yeah. Before we get into the specifics of what that ministry is looking like in Nice right now, could you first describe for us what the city of Nice looks like? For those of us who have never been there or haven't seen it, what what does this area look like? Well, it's the French Riviera. And of course, the water is crystal clear and beautiful. The buildings are fantastic. It's a tourist resort for people in Europe and from our country. And they come here uh, to vacation and to see the sights, and it's just a glorious place. Tell us what the city's like following the terrorist attack now. What are what are people there experiencing or feeling, and what kinds of emotions are you encountering? This is Sandy. Well, the people at this point are in shock. They're walking around just looking lost. There's thousands and thousands of people in this small, tight-knit community walking down the street going from the memorial site to the memorial site. There's so many memorial sites. The streets where people were hit on the walk street, the road was closed. But now on the road, they have small memorials where people died. And on the sidewalks, when he ran up onto the sidewalk area, there's memorials there. And they're just walking around lost and crying. They had a moment of silence through the whole country today at noon. And that was just heartbreaking to watch all the people stand and just weep uh, for what their community uh, has gone through. Is there a mixture of like grief and anger and other emotions? Or Yes. What we saw today was 
both a, a mixture of anger and grief and sorrow and shock. So, Sandy, we're talking to you and Chuck on Monday, the Monday after the uh, the attack on Thursday. And so you have had a full day of ministering today, and you were also ministering some on Sunday. Could you now walk us through what those two days have been like, what, you know, what, what you've been doing, what you've encountered, how you've ministered, and things like that? Yes, well, the ministry the last two days has been memorial sites. We've gone to, like I said, there's several memorial sites. So we've gone from memorial site to memorial site and different teams have split up and done that. And it's coming alongside of them. They want to come, they want to tell their stories. So we've, we come alongside of them. If they want to talk, if they're weeping, we stand beside them and, and ask them if we can, you know, if they wanted to share where they were when it happened and, the response has been open-armed. They're glad we're here, and they want to tell us. They may not have been here. They may have had someone here, there, a loved one that has passed away, that a lot of children died in this event. So their children are coming to mourn for their classmates. So as we go out on the street, we just have been doing the visitors, uh, visiting the sites, the memorial sites and coming alongside of the people at the site. You know this, um, but the Rapid Response Team's mission, you might say, is to share hope in crisis. If you go to your website, it says at the top, sharing hope in crisis. And that hope is the hope of Jesus Christ that you and other chaplains share. Tell us how you do that. How do you share the hope of Christ with people who are reeling from some kind of disaster or tragedy? How do you share that hope of Christ? Well, first of all, you have to be a good listener. And just listen. And listen to their story. You know, they have a lot to say, and they need to express that pain and that suffering. And what we want to do, I think of Matthew nine thirty six, where Jesus is coming down. He was teaching and praying, and when he saw the crowds, uh, he had compassion on them. And my understanding of that, and the translation I've heard, is he wept. And so, what we want to do is we want to come and have compassion. And we want to weep with them. We want to grieve with them. And in doing that, they see that we really care. And we get to pray for them. And that's powerful. Prayer is powerful. And we just let the Holy Spirit come alongside and do the work. All we are is just the vessels. We're just we're just there to uh, do whatever the Holy Spirit. We believe in ministry on the way and those divine appointments. And God will, will bring those people to us. Am I right that a, a question you get asked a lot as a chaplain is, why did God allow this to happen? And if that is right, how do you answer that? I don't know. <laughs> That's my answer. I can't answer. But I do know that God loves you. And what I usually tell them is right now, right here in this spot, here I am standing telling you that God loves you. And I think that God right now, at this particular time, has brought me and you together, and for us to tell you that he's giving you a holy hug right now, and that he sees your pain, and he sees your suffering, because he died on a cross for our sins, and the very pain that you're suffering right now, he suffered for you, and he's here right now, and we're here right now as his representatives to tell you that he loves you, and he cares about you. Chuck, why does that um, touch you so deeply, the, the way it clearly does? Uh, <laughs> well, 
I, I retired from the fire department. So pain and suffering, I've experienced that for 33 years. And uh, I've seen people suffer and in pain for a long time. And then I became a chaplain in 2000. I retired in 2000 from the fire department. And in 2004, I became a chaplain where I volunteered and then went to Katrina and then became a chaplain and then eventually a chaplain coordinator. So I've been in this pain and suffering business for a long time, uh, almost all my life. And to have the privilege to stand there and for God to pick a knucklehead like me and to use a knucklehead like me to go and share the love of Christ to someone who's hurting, excuse me, it's an honor and it's a privilege. And I humbled. You know, that is um, clearly, it is, I think we would all agree what we could call frontline ministry, what, what you and the other rapid response team chaplains are doing. And you're right there when people are just so vulnerable, sharing the love and the hope of Christ, as we've talked about. I, I wonder, could I ask you, Sandy, um, just to talk about the importance of that ministry? When you come into a disaster area, these people, they have... You can see in their eyes, they're empty. They have no hope, especially if they don't know Jesus. They have no hope. So to be able to come alongside of them and just minister to their, first of all, physical needs, if they need water, they need to sit down, they need to find shade, they need whatever their needs are to minister to them at that. And then to be able to earn the privilege of sharing God's love with them, it's Unbelievable. Sandy, can you or Chuck relay a story of maybe in the last, whatever it's been, 24 hours or so, of just some way that you have really seen God working in a, in a remarkable way, whether that's in an individual's life or in a situation at large or, or what? But can you share anything that you may have witnessed of, of God's hand there in Nice? I think we've seen so many, just the people that have come here, we see God's hand working Today, one of the chaplains was able to sit with a Muslim woman, and she sat down alongside of her and was able to speak with her, and she cried, and the chaplain was able to put her arm around her and asked if she could pray with her, and she said, yes, I will take prayer, absolutely. The chaplain asked if she could pray in Jesus' name, and she said, yes, please do. So that is a miracle. God's hand is working in this community. Um, to be, And then her husband came over with another man, and the male chaplain that was there was able to pray with him in the name of Jesus. So that, in what we're seeing, you know, when you see a tragedy... When these things happen in a community where you go, nothing has ever happened here. It's a beautiful resort community. And so when you see the disasters happening, it makes them take a step back and look. And what if they'd have been there when that happened, when he drove the truck down the promenade? What if I would have been there? It opens a lot of questions in their mind. And so... To see God's hand work through tragedies like this one, it's amazing, as Chuck said, to be able to stand on the front line, to have the privilege to come alongside of them in their deepest, darkest hour of mourning, to be able to share God's love with them. 
and watch His hand work in their life. Sandy and Chuck's story is a reminder that God cares deeply about the brokenhearted. It's also a reminder that he wants to use people just like you, just like me, to share his love with the brokenhearted. So whether you're hurting right now or in a position to minister to someone who's hurting, we can offer some help. Go to BillyGrahamRadio.org, look at the top, and click on Spiritual Growth. In just a minute, Sandy Mender is going to let you know how you can be praying for the situation in Nice. You're listening to GPS, God, People, Stories, a podcast production of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Peace means tranquility, no matter what the circumstance. Billy Graham. Let the bombs fall, let the wars come, let the world tear apart. Let your husband leave you, your wife leave you. Let death come to the family. All these things will cause tears, yes. But in the midst of it is peace because you have peace with God. That's why Christ died. That's why he rose again. That's what the cross is all about. Christ did his part on the cross in dying for you. Now you must receive him. You see, God is willing to offer you a pardon. He'll pardon you and forgive you. But more than that, he will change you here and now. And you begin eternal life, not when you die, you begin eternal life tonight, right now. And you can have heaven on earth, joy and peace and security in the midst of a world that's crumbling. In fact, that's what peace means. And now back to the hosts of GPS, Jim Kirkland and Phil Fleischman. The Bible describes the peace that God offers as peace that passes understanding. And chaplains from the Billy Graham Rapid Response Team carry that peace with them to every one of their deployments. Most recently, those deployments have been to Baton Rouge, Dallas, and the one we've been talking about here, Nice, France. Now, a critical part of the chaplain's ministry is prayer. I asked Chaplain Sandy Bender how we could be praying for the situation in Nice. The prayers that we would ask for would be for strength, immunity for all of our chaplains, for good health and safety in our travels here. And we would ask for the people of Nice. There's a huge fearful attitude here right now. They're afraid. And the people of France, that God would move amongst this community, that uh, we would see a revival in this community. Sandy and Chuck Bender and all of the other chaplains ministering in Nice are working some very long days. All the more reason we appreciate Chuck and Sandy taking the time they have with us here on this episode of GPS. Remember, you can learn more about the work of the Billy Graham Rapid Response Team by going to BillyGrahamRadio.org. 
Then when you get there, click on What We Do up at the top of the page. I'm Jim Kirkland. And I'm Phil Fleischman. Thanks for being with us for this episode of GPS, God, People, Stories. Let your friends know about the program. And if you aren't following us on Facebook yet, just search for Billy Graham Radio there. GPS is an outreach of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Always good news. For he will not let go.